0: reach
1: for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado.
1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams. Uh, your
0: Niners are total garbage. What an embarrassment on a national game like that. And I, I really think the problem is that Jimmy G got exposed. Like he's just not that that good. And I know it's a good defense, good coach, good running game, but man, if you the, if you sell out to stop the run like Seattle did, they got nothing.
1: In my defense, I wouldn't have been as confident and cocky with my funny uh, best bet uh, quips if I knew Kittle wasn't going to play. That guy, um, I think he's like PFF's highest graded player, and Bill Barnwell listed his most important players that aren't quarterbacks, and he was like third this year. They they averaged a full one yard per carry more when he's on the field and not. So anyway, his loss was bad. Then he loses Emmanuel Sanders. It was just garbage, those receivers. So it's tough for me. I mean, obviously Jimmy G has his problems, and he's a turnover waiting to happen at times. And definitely, he can make the awesome throws. He's certainly not just a product of the system as far as YPA. He can make the the highlight reel, like awesome throws only the top percentage uh, quarterbacks could make, but uh, obviously the, the mistakes are just just out of control and, and too many. And the receivers, I've never seen drops quite like that in my life. I mean, just they turn into interceptions too. it Should have been two more too. The worst, the worst I I can ever remember in recent memory. Certainly didn't help him out at all. But yeah, that was a uh, not not a great. Uh, very lively. I mean, Levi Stadium. Is, it proves that the product on the field matters more than uh, the stadium or the location because it was live for once. But uh, yeah, that sucked. That's that something. What do we do? Well, what I we thought you were going to defend
0: it more than that. I was just kind of trolling you and you just, uh Owned it completely. No, I mean he, he
1: makes awesome awesome throws and 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 McGlinchey and Staley were really bad. And it's one thing yeah, to be like, were. hey, they're getting these guys back. You know, that's one thing for it to, be, to me go. You know, let's talk about that as a positive. Well, it's positive if they're back and fully healthy. If they're just back and compromised, it might be a negative. And uh, even they're they're just in school. The the their backup was 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 playing fine. So that was a problem. And and when, under duress, obviously the guy was skittish and it's a it's a some mistakes. But when he does hang in there, he does make some beautiful throws at times. So. There were all kinds of problems there, though, and the supporting cast definitely deserved, in my opinion, you know, plenty of the blame. And obviously, I expected the headlines to be Jimmy G, and you're kind of that lowest common denominator that would be. You know, <laughs> I, yes, I, saw, I, know. I no, It's funny. I saw Stephen A. Smith was the guy saying, "You know, J- Jimmy Garoppolo is the one guy holding him back. And I'm like, of course, of course, that's the, his take of this. Right. And, and here we are with Chris Liss in our podcast, so this yes. is all, it's all me. But, that's You know, that's honestly, I, I got am. my... my my wife and kids are throwing up all weekend too i thought i was not going to uh you know make it to the game i was going to be sick i I miraculously haven't been yet my wife is still throwing up today an hour ago um my nana died uh after the niner game my grandpa was the reason i had these awesome tickets at the 50 yard line before a candlestick you know before they priced everyone out completely in this levi's uh so it's been a you know not not a great here a few days here your grandmother died yeah, my, well, my nana. So my 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 husband's. Uh, I'm sorry, my 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 grand grandfather's something long you want to share? Grandfather's long time long time wife, nana. So my oh. you know basically my my grandma, but um, not not by Oh, blood. it's not your actual grandmother; it's your step. Yeah, ever since I was a yeah, ever since I was a, a ba- you know a baby though. So right. basically and my grandmother. How old was aunt, she? She's uh, eighty six. OK, it was uh, not 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 totally unexpected. And she was battling cancer and um, still very, very saddened. I'm going with it. So at first, my grandpa, grandpa's 96 years old now. still. So, so anyway, the, the, my, my family's sick and now the Niners and you're trying to kick me down is all I'm saying here, Liz. Well, no, I see what your defense is. First,
0: you accuse me of being lowest common denominator and, ca- and comparing me to Stephen A. Smith. Then you play the grandmother cancer card on me from and Now, now I feel really bad.
1: Um, so I, I'm just telling you what's happening, man. I'm just yeah, telling you, like you're really, you really uh, it,
0: making me feel bad for making fun of your team now. <laughs> well, no, seriously though, I'm sorry your uh, grandmother passed away. That's obviously
1: a big deal. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's uh, yeah, it's not not great. My like I said, my poor more poor grandpa now. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But um, uh, like I said, the fact they are connected to the Niners is something there too. But that was uh, I heard you talk on XM. You thought it was a garbage game, and it was super exciting, obviously uh, overtime at the very end. But uh, yeah, I can't argue with you there either. The sloppiness of the fumbles and the turnovers and whatnot.
0: Yeah, it was. It's kind of weird. Like everybody, when I said a garbage game, there are all these people like trolling, like, oh, you're the only one that thinks it's a garbage game, like. Have some enthusiasm, you know, have some enjoyment of the game I don't know, it was somehow like, oh it's not okay For me to dissent that it was garbage Like it's not okay that I'm supposed to think it's good But why was it good? It wasn't good It was all turned on garbage, I mean Niners are dominating 10-0, also the Seahawks Oh, fumble touchdown, okay, it's a game again And then the Niners got a fumble Touchdown, it was 21-10, now it's 21-17 Okay, oh, it's back a game again And then uh, Kendrick Bourne just Completely misses one, that hits him right in the midst And it pops right into a Seattle defender And he runs it back like, a long way just that's junk. That's junk. That's not good execution. That's just dumb luck. Dumb luck is part of the game and it is what it is. The Seahawks won, but don't try to sell me that that was some sort of display of, you know, great play. And they're like, Oh, Russell Wilson, what an amazing drive he made. Yeah. Just because that guy missed the field goal. He got a chance to make the drive. Yeah.
1: Backup kicker, kicking the ball in the tunnel. It landed in the tunnel. That's what I I mean. Clowney, though, was fun. I mean, that was awesome game to be at live. And Clowney was just a beast. So that's like that was that was pretty fun to watch. But I hear you. All this other stuff was just a lot of mistakes.
0: Why why, why do I have to to wave the flag for the NFL? What am I, the promoter of it? What am I, the marketing director of the NFL? They pay me the NFL to market their. Oh, what a great game it was. Everyone's so enthusiastic. I don't know, man. I wrote, I wrote a column about this, about arbitrariness. You got to accept it. It is what it is. But don't well, sell me that it's not arbitrary. That's what makes me mad. That's what's annoying about like all the referee stuff and the Dean Blandinos of the world.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, such a, such a shit show that the coin toss, they couldn't even you know. People are saying that Geno Smith said, didn't know, if he said heads or tails and talk about arbitrary uh, yeah. What about the most? I don't know if you've seen the tweet, but one ref is it's a clear first down and the other ref it's not. And that's the difference with them getting the first and that kick being shorter on them. But we're, you know, when are they just going to put chips and balls? I, I really feel like we're watching black and white TV now. And in 10, 10 short years from now, we're going to look back and just find it hilarious with robot umps and baseball and, and just chips and, and footballs is where they're just marking yeah, the balls. Normal. You know what?
0: I think that's going to come with its own issues. Like I was thinking about that, I was like, "Yeah, it's ridiculous that they're measuring with this chain, and it's, it's so anachronistic, and it's so imprecise." But imagine, like, if the thing malfunctions,
1: like at least when you have a human make an error, a human makes a small error, they miss okay, spot. Okay, then by. you just the backup call is humans. Their humans are right there still, right? I mean, I, I mean, what? That, then I then guess, it comes then to our humans going have to now.
0: override the system, and and then they're gonna be like, "Well, I don't know. It said it was short. Like, I don't know. I can't really. It didn't look short." You know, it's just going to be a, a disaster. There's going to be malfunctions with that stuff.
1: Yeah, and it could be more like uh, who's in the fix, who's really in the fix. You know, who's right. yeah. How easy Mike, is it to hack Postle, in there and Mike fix Postle it? might be uh, – poker player Mike Possel might have his, his guys feeding him info. Yeah, well, I, I think that's still going to happen. I think you're crazy because the, the, the alternative now is just an absolute joke. It's going to be well, no, I, mocked. I, I think the alter.
0: I wrote about this. I think the alternative – well, first of all, the I know what the alternative is not. It's It's definitely not – the fake pass interference rule and Dean Blandino explaining to me (laughs) that what I actually saw is incorrect and that it's all okay. For me, I I wrote about this because it is so arbitrary, like what happens in a game, so much of it, and you have to accept it. Otherwise you can't function. You won't be able to, you know, the woulda, coulda, shoulda will just drive you insane. You have to say, okay, this is how it is. This is how it resolved. And, you know, may have had some bounces here and there, but in the end, this team won and that's it. We move on. But I can do that. I'm willing to to do that. Like, deal. I'll do it. But in exchange, don't fucking tell me that it wasn't arbitrary. Don't try to tell me that the pass interference, you know, where the guy just absolutely crushes my guy, the guy I'm rooting for two seconds before the ball arrives, is a bang-bang play. And then when my guy, who I'm rooting for, is playing defense, barely touches the guy, and they're sort of hand-fighting, and that's a flag. You know, don't justify it. Just say, hey, they call it how they see it as best they can, and it's not always correct, and we just accept it and move on. And I think that's kind of how the NFL was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We just, there were mistakes, obviously, then, just as there are now, but we just moved on. That was that. You just had to accept it. It's not perfect. It's how it is. But now they're trying to act like, oh, no, no, we're actually fixing this stuff, and it's making it worse. Not only are they getting it even more wrong, and they're wasting our time and ruining the flow of the game. But they're insulting our intelligence and making it even more infuriating. When Dima Blandino tells me that this is why this is and that makes perfect sense, I'm I'm about to, like, defenestrate. I'm like, why am I even watching this game? It's so stupid. Like, just accept that it was wrong. It's fine. There's a huge difference, you know, between just saying, you know what, there's some injustices. Your team's got to overcome them. That's it. That's life versus no there were no injustices this is exactly how it should have be what a great game that was on Monday night what a great game it resolved just how it should have everything was totally right no it was a shit game It was totally junk come on it may have been dramatic it may have been close it may have been exciting at the end but it was junk why don't we just admit that and then we can enjoy the games
1: no, I, I hear you. The, the refs, I mean, the end of the Cardinals game, I mean, they didn't even bother uh, reviewing a blatant pass interference. It's just all kind of a farce. I'm not sure what's worse, the refs right now or announcers, because oh, announcers, the announcers are just an absolute joke. I know you, you view this, the games differently, but I'm telling you, I watch all eight games at once in that game mix. And I'll switch it, and I, I can tell they're wrong. And listen, I'm watching eight games at once, and like, why are you not talking about? Their their one job is to, is to talk when a flag on the field, and, and the people can't see. They're they're horrendous, nonstop, weekly. There's nothing more bankable than a, than announcer sports announcer just being the absolute worst. But yeah, and, and yeah, refs no, they're are really justifying
0: bad. what's on the field. They they feel their job is to support the product, support the refs, support whatever the call is. So like Rondé Barber's always like, no, that's a good call because blah, blah. And you're like, no, it's a shit call. And you're just saying it the way you think it was, even though we see the replay, you're already wrong and we're watching it together. And you're just saying the same thing, even though the, the video evidence says the opposite, but you're just sticking with what you're saying because A, it's what you said. And B, you're just justifying what the ref did because you feel somehow it's your job to suck up to the league. So you keep your job or something. You know, those guys should be like, no, that was a terrible call. And once in a while, like Romo or someone will do that, but man, it's bad. It's really bad. I'd say like eight out of 10 of them or whatever, however many there, I guess there's like 14 in a given week, 12 of them, 11 of them are terrible. No, I'm really
1: not trying to be a dick, but I'm just like curious. Some of their IQ tests, when like they'll show a replay in front of their face, and the and their opinions will just be just so so drastically different than the evidence in front of. The, I don't know. It's just they're it's wild to me. They're 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 really 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 frustrating at times. But um, how, what, what did what do we do against spread this week? Uh, it was not not two and not three keeping going. Uh, two and we're, three. It was a couple rough three. ones. I bought I yeah. Niners. A couple you liked uh, didn't. I like the go. Chiefs, and they totally. I yeah. mean, they could not have botched
0: you know. that. Uh, more, I mean, I, I can't even get into it. Like they had two field goal attempts. The second one would have sent it to overtime and made it close to a 50, 50 game. Well, not really. They were laying three and a half. Right. So it would have been, they would have still been dogs, but if they got the ball, they would have had a good chance to win. Just get the field goal in the air. I mean, they had two tries and they never really got the field goal up. I mean, just miss it wide. Right. Just give me that satisfaction that they missed it wide. Right. <laughs> you know, they didn't even get the field goal up in the air twice. I just, that's just, I can't believe that
1: see the other problem is we we're were kind of lucky that we won with the bears minus two and a half too i mean man that was just we were on the right side obviously with the points and stafford not playing i don't know do you think the bears win that game if stafford plays a healthy stafford
0: i mean it would have been a very different game but Nagy has really lost the thread man he he it's really weird he he had a five-yard penalty and he declined it to make it fourth down it was like fourth down from like the 38 or something and with prater and then prater drills a 54 yard field goal in a three nothing game where they can't move the ball and i'm like dude you've got your defense against jeff driscoll just set him back outside of field goal range and let him do third down again with third and you know 10 or whatever and he just had a brain freeze and declined the penalty i mean he's just not functioning and then they really i think they just kind of didn't go on fourth and two and then they punted and the lions had a final drive but yeah at least we won that one and we won the Cardinals one, which I thought was pretty solid. But, no, it wasn't a great week.
1: Yeah, thankfully Trubisky woke up in the second half. That was just ugly, man. I'm, I'm off them this week. Those are two teams you want to buy, you know, get sell. I think we're different on that one. But I, I want no part of that Bears team moving forward. And it is in hindsight. It's like, why do not hammer... They're under, I even wrote like, this is the most obvious regression, but like, and why don't I go bet on their under? They were by far the most like lucky, one of the luckiest teams in, in injuries, uh, like the close games defenses, never repeat like this. They're playing a first place schedule. Their quarterback shaky. This was just so, so obvious. So the various seasons going. Yeah. But it's easy to see the obvious. <laughs> I know of course there were a lot of obvious looking things that didn't turn out obvious. Correct. Yeah. correct for sure. Um, be Chris Liss. Um, uh, we're still doing well. And did you lose like a a, a crazy one? If I remember right, like By within a week or something, uh, oh, man, that's I wrote, wrote about that.
0: that too. Like, so I was up like 30. It's funny. Christian McCaffrey, I had the Packers minus five. So I was rooting for him not to get that touchdown, but I think he got it. They just couldn't see it. And then I was, but I was, and I was up like 30 or something against Dalvin cook and Dalvin cook got 31. And now I'm wishing they counted that McCaffrey touchdown. Oh,
1: uh, I think time. I went eight, I think I went eight Oh and one against the spread on the Sunday on the day games. And that, oh. and that, until that one turned it over to, yeah. And then I lost the night games, all the prime time. So that I was totally, he got in right, man. That was frustrating. I thought he got I, in,
0: but they, you know. I understand why I didn't overturn it. They, they, it was just totally blocked. I mean, that, that's the I thing the chip in the ball. I mean, it's so ridiculous that just randomly there's a player in front of the camera, so we can't get this right. But you know, I was, and I was complaining. I was like, yeah, it's unlucky. And I was, I was going to pick up Tannehill instead of car, but I just didn't do it the last second. But my opponent had Daniel Jones on his bench and he started golf. So it was sort of like all the bitching that I'm doing. I mean, he easily should have just crushed me. And and to me, that was obvious to start Daniel Jones against the jets over golf
1: on the road in Pittsburgh. That's not even a close call. Sure. So I should have Honestly, her, so. I, I want to pivot to that. I wanna, that's, that sucks a close one, but you're still in first. I'm in second. That's a, I, I like, we'll, we'll keep following that one. That's a good one. Um, you uh, The Giants, what's your state, man? What, what's it? Because I feel like everyone's so down on them. It's like, well, they lost to the Jets. But my kind of takeaway coming out of that was like Gettleman, I mean, I like. I know Daniel Jones has all these fumbles, but, man, he looks legit to me. And Slayton in the fifth round, I'd be kind of encouraged. Or is that crazy?
0: No, I'm encouraged, too. I, he has one problem. And it's a very bizarre problem, which is like the opposite of almost every other quarterback is people like, oh, it's really great how he hung in the pocket. He hangs in the pocket too long. He just doesn't believe in the existence of the defense. So he's dropping back to throw and he's looking and his focus is downfield the whole time. And I'm like, dude, get rid of it. The rush is coming. But it's not because he's got happy feet. He's very calm. And then all of a sudden, like the rush comes and knocks the ball out of his hand because he's not even paying attention to it. It's not like he has bad pocket awareness; like he's not sure where anyone is. He's just not even looking at it. And in some ways, that's a great quality, right? You want your guy just focusing on his plays and not, you know, fearing getting hit. But he does it to such a fault that he's going to get hurt. He's going to fumble a lot. It's not ball security. Any quarterback who's ignoring the defense is going to get the ball knocked out of his hand, and then he's eventually going to get hurt because he takes a lot of hits. Uh, So he's kind of a badass, but. First of all, Shermer's not doing him any favors. They're not checking it down to Saquon or Gallman, whoever's in there. They never check it down. It's like, give him a check down option. Like, he's just, everything's down the field. They're not making anything easy. He makes great throws. He's super accurate. He's athletic. Courage in the pocket. He just, he just has to realize, dude, after like two and a half seconds, you got to move. You got to tuck it. You got to start getting ready for, you know, to feel some pressure.
1: So as a Giants fan, you'd got know, you to choose one, Barkley or, or, or Danny Dimes. I mean, I would choose Danny Dimes because of course. Yeah, okay. Right? All right. All right. okay, But
0: you know, I, I love Barkley, but Barkley I don't know what they're doing. They're like he's not the type of guy that you can like give the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage and there's a defender on him and he's gonna like make some crazy quick burst. You know, he's more of like amazingly quick and fast for his size, but he's not Tariq Cohen back there. He's not Barry Sanders, he's not gonna like six dudes in the backfield like he needs to get some speed up and they're just not getting the ball in space so it's just kind of stupid I, I like Shermer a little bit but it just doesn't
1: seem to make sense the way they're
0: running the offense right now
1: yeah it's pretty insane his futility barkley's i mean obviously he's not fully healthy but but yeah i mean no no evan ingram no Shepard, uh barkley doing that uh i don't know i'd, I'd be encouraged is my with it. i saw some negative it's like lots of the lowly jets or whatever but it's like whatever it's like as long as you hit yeah, with daniel I jones i mean that's all that matters let alone this possible monster in the fifth round receiver i mean that's it seems to me i'd be kind of encouraged long term yeah i mean it um, was a flat tire i think and then like yeah
0: and nice. Shepard's got the concussions now. So those guys are probably – I don't know how much of a future those guys really have with the team. So it's Barkley, Danny, Danny Jones, and, and, as you said, Darius Slayton. And then they just – they have to get – they have to improve the offensive line, though. It's been a, a huge bust, and they've invested a lot in it.
1: So that was pretty like, sick yeah. when Jamal Adams just took the ball. I mean, that was a pretty, pretty – Well, well also look. because Danny Dimes is not paying attention to the rush. Yeah. You know, he's just like, right. all right, there's a guy. <clears> right. um, I um, – yeah. yeah the uh that's all but the uh yeah no, anyway, I, I thought it'd be fairly fairly encouraging uh to take away but the uh the um want to get to these week's games I
0: uh, one more thing before we do that Got so it. you heard about the astros using like a camera to steal signs and destroy you darvish you hear about that whole yes thing? i have yes yes like what's going to happen from this because you know mike postal we talked about that guy isn't this the exact same thing Like, it's one thing to read your opponent in the poker table or if he has a tell, you know what cards he has or you know if his hand is good. That's like stealing signs from second base, you know, if you sort of notice a pattern of the catcher. But you use technology to steal them, cameras.
1: I mean, that's like Mike Postle, right? Isn't that the exact same thing? I think he's pronounced Postle. I could be wrong, but I think it's Mike Postle. But, yeah, it seems very similar. And they're like, I heard that he's scoring more runs uh, and, and, and had a better winning percentage on the road that year, but wow, yeah, man, this just really sucks. It's like banging the there's video evidence of banging the garbage, and I've heard from people whatever. I get, that's obviously been been a strong rumors of them doing this for a while. I mean, yeah, it's annoying, but it's more than annoying, right? I mean, it's more than annoying. Like it's donicky. You may go to jail, right? I mean, this is
0: this is fraud, and it's it, it's if it's wrong on like a small scale in a small, you know, two five table in a poker room. Right. It's got to be more wrong in, in this scale, or equally wrong. And I thought the Astros were like Mr. Analytics. I thought they were so smart. Like, why are they cheating? Like, aren't they smart enough to win without cheating?
1: Yeah. Any edge, I guess. Well, that's the weird thing, right? When the strikeouts, uh, you know, zoomed up as soon as Garrett Cole. But I mean, I don't know, the spin rate and they were into all that. But there was always a quote unquote secret sauce when they went there. And well, maybe part of that secret sauce is having a little bit more knowledge than your opponent. So, I mean, yeah, who, who, who suffered? Was it you Darvish that got nailed, just lit up in a, in a world yeah, series? It, was like that, destroyed
0: yeah. his confidence for like a year. He's like, I'm not, you know, good enough to pitch at this level, at this stage getting humiliated on a
1: big stage like that. Yeah. And it was fake. No, this, this is a good one to bring up. You're right. This is worth. I mean, that's crazy. If there, if that, what it should, looks like it's totally true, then yeah. I mean, what, so what should happen then you're right. If this is it well, absolutely Big, humongous. So, what, what should we do about it?
0: I don't think you're realizing how big it really is. Like the Astros in that case should not have a World Series. I mean, when the Spurs right. beat the Suns because Tim Donaghy cheated,
1: the Suns should have won. Least, the Kings, man. I mean, the, you keep saying Suns, but the Kings are the no, ones. That's the that Suns-Spurs series. series, also. Yeah. yeah, that was the Suns-Spurs series, also. But
0: yeah, and then also the Kings-Lakers. I mean, those titles. Who knows, right? I mean, but at least in in that case. It was a, a ref cheating, so it's not the team's fault. You can't really dock them their titles because someone right. else was cheating on yeah. their yeah. behalf. They didn't ask for that.
1: Totally different, yeah. But
0: this yeah. is like, they're the ones cheating. Like, how can they keep that title? I mean, I, they should almost announce... Who were they playing that? Was that the Dodgers that year? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, you can't, re, you can't rerun it. You can't get those rosters back together, but like the Cubs, should, you know, whatever series that they... I mean, the Astros wasn't the cubs it was where was darvish was he in on the dodgers that year god i forget that sounds right i think you are right i think okay. it was the Dodgers. anyway yes. i mean that, they should vacate that championship and you know luna or whoever however far it goes yeah. up i mean those guys should be banned from baseball i mean pete rose was banned from baseball for betting on it these guys are outright fucking cheating pete rose they were saying he bet on his own team well if you bet on your own team then you do stuff like you overuse the bullpen and you do shit like that right obviously that's bad well this is way worse <laughs> So if Pete Rose bet on his team, there is a possibility that he might do something that hurt the team, like overuse his bullpen. But they didn't, I don't think, prove that he did that. It was just that betting would give him motive and opportunity to do that, and that was enough. This is proof that they did something. This isn't like, theoretically, their betting might cause them to do something. This is they did something. All those people should be banned. Anyone involved should be banned from, I mean, how could you ban Pete Rose and not these guys?
1: Yeah, I'm just looking this up right now. Yu Darvish, 2017 Dodgers, was dealing all uh, all postseason, and he gets to the two games against the Astros in the World Series. Doesn't last out of the second inning in either. Right. Doesn't record one strikeout. And I remember there was some crazy stat on this. I don't think he did, got one swing and miss on his slider. Something he had, you know, been an awesome pitch all year long. So it yeah, didn't last out of the second inning in in two starts in the World Series against the Astros. So so, pretty what, bad. what do you think should be done? Yeah, I, that's why I asked you because that what it like, you strip so you like officially strip them and they're just no one held the title that yeah I mean I guess no that would I be would pretty... I would award it to the Dodgers I would just say the Dodgers yeah, okay. are the World Series oh no, I don't like that as a Giants fan this is a horrible idea list well I no, I, mean, um, I hate uh, the
0: Dodgers too as a Yankees fan but I <laughs> I mean no, I gonna... it is what it is and I got... I'll tell you I'll tell you what else it just shows like how many people over the last few years are like oh, the Ad- the Astros just do it the right way you know they re- they're the analytics they tanked they did everything right. You know, teams should be more like the Astros. And it reminds me of that George Carlin thing I put on Twitter, and he's like, fuck Lance Armstrong. And that's when Lance Armstrong was like the man. Everyone's like, oh, Lance Armstrong, he beat cancer, and he's such a hero. And it turned out he was cheating like crazy. And George Carlin was like, I'm tired of being told who to admire in this society. So many of the people that are, oh, this guy, he built this giant business, like so much of it is cheating and fraud. And it came up last week because... Bernie Sanders was talking about there shouldn't be billionaires whenever. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that, A, they should have enforced antitrust laws and all, all the sort of the shady stuff that Gates was doing in the 80s and 90s, but it's too late now. He has the money. The statute of limitations is run. I don't think you can just be seizing people's wealth. I think that's a really bad precedent. It's not worth it. But I agree with him that Gates should not have $100 billion. He does, and there's, I don't think we can steal it. But like it's not be I, I, it's not that nobody should have a billion dollars. I mean if somebody creates a billion dollars worth of value, I think they should have a billion dollars. If somebody creates a solar powered water desalinizer that has fresh water for the whole world for free, basically, you should make billions of dollars. I mean, you deserve it. You know, if somebody figures out a way to do like nuclear fission so we have free energy and there's no more problems with oil or pollution or anything, of course that person should be a billionaire. Why not? I, I think that if you add value, you should get value. But I think the truth in society is all these people that we're supposed to look up to, they haven't added that much value. You know, the personal computer, the demand for that would have happened regardless of whether Gates stole some of those ideas and, you know, was a good businessman, not a fair businessman, but, you know, good at like enforcing his suppliers to go through, through him and making windows the dominant platform. I mean, you know, he, he was able to direct some of the money toward him, But that's different than creating value, right? Like a lot of people in society are really good at like directing the profits toward themselves, but they're not really creating more for everybody. And if you're creating wealth for everybody, if you're creating value, you should get something. You should, you deserve that.
1: Well, it's just like any, people think athletes are overpaid, right? I mean, they're creating value, right? I think athletes are creating real value. Like when you watch LeBron or Curry
0: or George Kill or whoever, those guys are creating value. There are people who show up to watch that and enjoy it and their team wins. And I think that that, that is value. I mean, how much that's for the market to decide, not me. Right. And there's a lot of distortions in the market with printing money and artificial interest rates and a whole bunch of shit that's too deep to get into, but, but they deserve to be well-paid because a lot of people would want to do what they do. And we just can't, we just can't add the value that they can add. And so, you know, again, how much is a a separate issue? And and it's not for me to say, but I just think that we need to stop revering people who have been really good, you know, who seem like successes and they get the story told such that they've done all this stuff, but the reality is they've cheated, a lot of them. And they haven't created that much value. So I I do agree. I agree that a lot of these guys with all this money didn't really earn it. They just were able to direct the... uh, the proceeds toward themselves, and then what do you do about it now, though? Nothing. I, I mean, I think you. I. I, I disagree with Bernie. I, I agree that he shouldn't have a hundred billion, but he does have a right, hundred billion, right? And I just don't think the hundred billion is worth to the government, right? I mean, I saw some good tweets like, "Oh, really? He's going to fix homelessness and whatever else." The the government had four point. I don't know how much, $4.2 trillion to do it, and now $4.3 trillion is going to be the magic bullet that solves everything. No, they should have prevented him from getting all that, but there's nothing you could do, because if you start seizing wealth, here's what's actually going to happen. If you seize Bill Gates wealth, you say, okay, we're going to pass laws, we're going to seize billionaire wealth. Then those billionaires are going to, who have a lot of resources and power, they're going to figure out ways to hide it, get it out of the country, um, divest from things that, that are seizeable. And then you'll say, okay, fine. Well we'll we'll get from you know, these millionaires now, because those are the ones again. And then they divest. Once you set the precedent that we can seize money from citizens based on government need or whatever reason you come up with, it's gonna end up being, you know who's not gonna be able to defend themselves? The average person. So like when they're like Dalton Del Don said some, some versive stuff on the podcast, we're gonna seize his wealth. You know, once you allow this the wealth seizure mechanism to the government uh, without any real justification except you know, this is good or this is too much. Very dangerous. So I don't, I don't think we should be going down that road. We already have property taxes. We already have income taxes. But in terms of just flat wealth tax, this is a really, in my opinion, dangerous thing. And, and, of course, the governments are not good stewards of wealth, typically. Yes, Bill Gates should not have that much money. There's a lot of cheating going on in this crony capitalism that's not actually capitalism. But then, again, the government is also
1: a very poor steward of that money. I saw my guy haralaba uh, was commenting on this, and he basically said uh his belief is once you reach the minimum requirements, you know wealth and happiness are not really connected uh what do you, What are your thoughts on happiness with, with and wealth yeah i I think security
0: i mean there's never perfect security right because you can get sick, you could lose everything, you, something can happen, so you never have perfect security so I think like a lot of times people want more and more to just make sure that I'm totally set no matter what. But, yeah, I think after a certain point where you're reasonably comfortable, it probably isn't. I mean, there's studies done that say that, like, after a certain amount of money, and it's yeah. not even that much. It's, like, in the U.S., like 100 grand a year or something like that, is happiness doesn't really go up beyond that. It goes down right. if you're, like, really struggling, if you can't make ends meet. But if you get to a certain point of, you know, reasonable comfort, I don't think it. I don't think the studies show that it changes much. Right. But I don't want to get to the- yeah, but I, but I don't think that's a reason not to let people earn money. I mean, I, I, I think... No, no, of
1: course, of course, of course. Money I'm sorry. i is kind I was of a language. Money a I, language. I,
0: I, it's a communication of, sure. of value. If you do something that I value, if you're doing something that I value, I'll pay you for it because it's important sure. to me. It's worth it. And so I'm communicating that and I'm sending you a message like, keep doing this. Like, I like this. And, and Or if I'm not going to pay it for it because I think what you're doing is crap, then I'm also communicating and it gives you information like, oh... This isn't really useful. Maybe I'll think of something else. And if you if you just stop allowing people to make money, um, you're going to really distort the, the the language of value, right? I mean, we we don't want to give somebody money who does something that we don't need. You know, it's like the guy who's washing your window at the gas station that you don't want. <laughs> right, you're makes, like, yeah. dude, you're not offering value. Like, I feel yep. bad. If you want to give the guy money, you can or not, but he's not offering value. It's a dis- that's a distortion, right? Uh, if someone's offering value. You're like, all right. Well, I need this. I'm going to go get it. And that's that's sort of like a, a human language, you know. Is is a, money enables people to communicate in a way that's incredibly effective. That without it, you, you really cannot have this exchange. You can really not understand what it is that people want and what it is that you know people find their purpose sometimes by. Oh, this is I'm I'm adding value to society. And I actually think that. And I read this in this book. Um, really good book, and it's, it's obviously true, but it's, it's called The Courage to be Disliked. And he says one of the requirements for a human being is to contribute. Everybody wants to contribute. If you're not contributing, then you're not going to be a happy human being. And how do you know you're contributing? Well, one of the ways you know is people say, oh, that's valuable to me. I want some of that. And the language that we often use is money. People think money is right. like some dirty thing, like, oh, that's don't reduce it to a money thing. But actually, if someone pays for your podcast or someone you know, buys your record or your album. That's profound. That's like, yeah, Yeah. I I value this. And you're like, okay, great. I feel good. I'm contributing. Somebody values what I'm doing. That is, it's like you, that's, I just don't think humans can thrive without a sense of, of communication of that.
1: Oh yeah. And you want to be productive too. No, totally. I agree with everything you were saying there. I was just curious while on the subject, your thoughts of the connection uh, between happiness and wealth. But yeah, Yeah. no, that makes a ton of sense. And
0: and look, you're free to give away your wealth if you want. I'm not saying that we should rely on rich people to give it away because they don't seem to give away that much of it or they do it like in some tax deductible like or some megalomaniacal way like Gates on the meddling that he's doing. But like you definitely can. And, and maybe more people would if, if, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not that hopeful that people are just can give away hmm. the money, but they definitely could.
1: All right. You ready to get these games? We're already in week yeah. 11, man. The season flies by. I'm sure we say that every year, but it does yeah. go by quickly. Um, Thursday night, we had to, uh staff picks. Everyone had a, a pretty good week, right, for the most part? Except me. I was six and six. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've had a good, but by far the best three-week stretch for me in, 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 in Five probably weeks. ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Pittsburgh minus three at Cleveland on Thursday night football. Sorry, uh, Pittsburgh plus three.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's funny Is I thought it was two and a half earlier and it's like almost three across the board. And I I liked Cleveland at two and a half and I saw it was three and I was like, I can't give the full three. Can't do it with Cleveland. So I'm on Pittsburgh
1: and it turns out it's a unanimous pick. Yeah. I don't love it either, but that would definitely be the difference maker two and a half. That would have, would have, would have factored in probably as well. I don't know. Are the Steelers good just with definitely limitations at quarterback, but their defense might be really good. And uh, the whole Cleveland situation is kind of a mess, but I don't, I don't love this one um next uh cowboys minus four and a half at detroit against the lions stafford playing or not we don't know right we
0: don't really know i don't it doesn't look great he's got a broken back the lions are kind of out of it i'm laying the wood here i think this will go up to about seven if he's out and dallas they suck but i think they're good as a bully against a bad team
1: yeah you know I have a couple road favorites. I don't love this week. I don't feel as confident this week, but uh, I'm with you here. Uh, I think Dallas bounces back. Uh, I picked them as well. Another one saints minus five and a half at Tampa. I'm expecting a bounce back. And I, I took the road favorite usually, you know, it might be the sucker play Tampa Bay, you know, muck it up division game. What do you think? Liz? I took this. I made this line exactly five and a half. So it was kind of a coin
0: mm-hmm. flip, but I took the saints. I like to when in doubt. I like to bet on the team that disappointed last week. So, given them was 50 50. I took the saints.
1: Yeah. Kind of the same thing here. Uh, buying low or selling higher, uh, Caroline at home, five and a half favorites against the Falcons. I I laid the points. Yeah, me too. I
0: I think, you know, maybe Atlanta's defense is suddenly better with Dan Quinn, not calling defensive plays, but I need more than one game to believe that. And I think McCaffrey and those guys are going to go nuts.
1: Yeah. I think they're going to go nuts too. um, your Colts ended my survivor, final survivor entry, second strike. That was not fun after watching the saints lose a ton of people. It was a pretty big money fee. Uh, that was, uh, annoying, but, um, I guess I could have went bears or something. Uh, Jacksonville plus three at the Colts. Well, you know, they, the Colts would have only lost one game this year. Vinatieri was just
0: good. I mean, totally. he missed an extra point in that game. They were in field goal range to tie it. And that wasn't an option down four so they he lost that one it was 50 50 they would have only tied it if he made it but um oh he's he uh, i wrote the, yeah the week no, before against in Pittsburgh. My, he just lost yeah. that game outright it was a win it was 40 something yard field goal and then in week one they went to overtime against the chargers he missed two field goals and an extra point so he's been killing them that's really hurt I, i'm taking indy i made it four with Brissett. now falls may be an upgrade but
1: do we have any real reason to think falls is an upgrade over Minshew? No, we don't. You're right. No, that Vinny Terry might've cost. it's not a stretch. city he might've cost the Colts three, three games this year. And you're right. I don't, I have no idea what Foles is. And, uh, and yeah, I expect the Colts to bounce back. Who, uh, who, whomever is quarterback there. So I reluctantly laid the points there as well. Uh, Broncos plus five and a half at Vikings. I had a hard time. Sorry. Sorry. Plus 10 and a half. I had a hard time coming up with the best bet this week. This is just an ugly one. The Vikings, you know, everyone probably thinks they're, they look so good, obviously in prime time but uh, I don't know. I think the Broncos can keep this close. So I took the 10 and a half.
0: I made this exactly 10 and a half. So I had a choice. Yeah. Uh, I took yeah. Denver. I think Denver's okay. I mean, the Brandon Allen on the road in Minnesota seems tough, but I give me the team coming off a buy. Were are off on a buy. They had a buy yeah. and like Minnesota's the hot team. And yet it's only a 10 and a half. I kind of, kind of like Denver. I mean, I don't love this game, but I, I would take Denver.
1: I mean, for whatever it's worse, but the last time Minnesota looked, you know, big double-digit favorite at home, it took a, a Case Keenum injury for that game to be close. But um, I don't know. I've been underrated the Vikings all year. Maybe they are one of the three best teams in football, and they just kill them. But I really did not love any, any, any bets this week. Jets plus one at, at Redskins. I took the Redskins. I, I needed one and a half. It's actually just moved back up
0: to one and a half. So I'm a genius. See, I knew exactly the difference. So literally I took Washington because they were only laying one instead of one and a half, but that is such a marginal thing. Who the hell knows? I mean, how can you have a strong feeling about this game?
1: Yeah, totally. We're different on one actually here. So I I took the jets and it was mainly just to Dwayne Haskins factor, but exactly who the hell knows. Uh, bills minus six at dolphins. This was one of the quick ones. I considered this for a best bet. Uh, that seems like a lot of points for a dolphins team. That's solid enough. So definitely like Miami here. Yeah, me too. I think it's an easy call. Okay, so I think we're different on this one, though. Texans plus four at Baltimore. I took the points just thinking, you know, I mean, the Ravens is so high right now. It looks so good. Houston's a legit team. I expect this to be a field goal game, so I I took the points.
0: I think uh, Houston's defense is suspect, and Baltimore's going to chew it up. And Watson is a wizard, but I think the better coaching, slightly better defense is going to get to them, so I laid the wood.
1: Yeah, I got Watson at what I forget 22 to 1 or something MVP before the season. So it's a big game here for, for him against Lamar Jackson, although Russell Wilson's uh, pretty, pretty ridiculous too. All right, the late games, Cardinals plus 11 and a half at my 49ers. I um I saw this spread before the Monday night performance and was like definitely taking the points there even though I'd been making the Niners the best bet. The the line's had officially gone too far and then the Niners are now dealing with all kinds of injuries and playing five quarters on a Monday night. The Cardinals are good, so I actually considered this one as a best bet too. And that's not just me being you know pessimistic as my team. Uh, I think the Niners will bounce back, but eleven and a half is far too much.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Kyler Murray's scary. I mean, I, even Survivor, I downgraded the Niners should have been my top Survivor pick based on the Vegas numbers and the polling numbers, and I made them number two behind Minnesota because even though again more people were on Minnesota, because I just think Kyler Murray's a dangerous player. Yeah.
1: No, he's good. Christian Kirk's pretty, pretty good too. So yeah. Okay. I would consider using that one. Um, Patriots minus three and a half at Philly. I don't know. This was another, uh, maybe I'm dumb. And now with, with with Jeffrey hurt, who's their wide receiver going to be Aguilar. So I don't know. This one easily came to me as Philly and I I was going to push to use it, but now with the receiving core might be that bad and always going against Patriots, you always feel dumb. So what do you think?
0: I took the, Eagles also I I don't feel strongly about it though because for the reasons you said and just that well both sides it's like Philly has no upside on offense I mean especially without Jeffrey but they don't have Deshaun Jackson who's gonna make a play I mean especially against that secondary they just can't make a play it's all gonna be Ertz and you know the Patriots are gonna take away Ertz so they're gonna throw to Goddard they'll run yeah they'll run they'll run run it I mean how are they gonna score points but then again New England the way to beat Philly is go over top and
1: How do they (laughs) do that? New England doesn't do that. Uh, Speaking of which, how does Josh Gordon make that crazy catch on third and 12 or whatever on his ankles? Come on, man. Our guys are dropping the ball left and right. Josh Gordon's off the couch making these shoestring catches. Anyway, um, Bengals plus 10 and a half at Raiders. Uh, What a crazy game that Thursday nighter was. I knew I shouldn't have changed it last minute on this podcast. I I said to the Chargers, uh, I, I took the points here, but definitely one I don't feel strongly about this week. Yeah, I like the Raiders. I, I, was,
0: I made it exactly 10.5. So weird. I was so on the money with these lines. I mean, I'm not trying to guess the lines, but I'm, they've been pretty close. And uh, this one was right the money. But I thought, you know, who's been more underrated against the spread this year? Is it the Raiders yeah. or the Bengals? And definitely the Raiders. The Raiders are just oh, not yeah. getting
1: full credit. Oh, no. Yeah. But no argument here. They're, they're super solid for sure. I could see it. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you, if you liked them, I, I wouldn't argue. Like I said, this but was you a... But you've got to fade a, them in like Survivor this thing. week because... They're 57% owned.
0: You have to fade them. It's not even, you know, I did the math. Like you got to take one of the other teams, even if it's like Carolina or, or the Rams. Yeah, I can see it.
1: Speaking of which uh, Sunday night game bears six and a half at the Rams. I'm laying the wood here. As I alluded to earlier, the uh, maybe Trubisky turned the corner to the second half, but I think that's a problem. That team, Uh, obviously the Rams have their own problems, but I think defense, they're going to win it with defense and running.
0: Yeah. I took the bears. I, I, it was seven initially. And I really liked it at seven. It's like, I made it six. So six and a half is not as good, but yeah. I just don't think the Rams are good enough to be laying major points against a good defense. They're just
1: not a good team. Yeah. How does Cooper cup get zero catches gets a team that came in, allowing the most fantasy points to the slot. Pretty, pretty wild. So something is wrong with them and Gurley's just, I don't know, man, something's weird. We're there, although that's not going to lead to anything for any of those guys like myself who hoarded the backups. So well, kind of weird situation.
0: I won't drop Daryl Henderson in our league, the beat Christmas league. I just think if the Rams fall out of contention, they may shut Gurley down. And all of a sudden they may be like, wow, this guy's if he got like 15 carries a game, he might just blow up.
1: Is it a, I will say as a, an NFC West guy, the, the Seahawks, uh, their tenure lasted a lot longer than I expected. Just well done, man, just constantly. What a trade. Just looking back at that clowny trade just recently so annoying. And even that uh, the Con- Quandary Diggs trade or whatever he's – playing well uh, the Rams 10 years dominant might be short-lived like are they really solved you know they already locked into these crazy contracts no, they're and not. Jared Goff's a total like really like that's what I'm saying you're already saying they're done I mean that's pretty wild in I mean, the Rams you know, whatever nine months ago it looked like the Seahawks were completely on the decline and the Rams are going to be the next dominant force of the right. conference for the next half decade well
0: here's the interesting thing right so
1: Russell Wilson's
0: on the Seahawks yeah man, that on is on the very Rams? Sean McVay Sean yeah. McVay yeah. looks yeah. like oh, Chip geez, Kelly now he had like a good idea it worked for a while. It got solved. He didn't adapt very much. So what if he can memorize the phone book? You know, who cares?
1: Yeah. He's got to adapt. He's got to readapt. And he has people like myself to. were clicking his name on Twitter polls over Bill Belichick, you know, as the as the more valuable property moving forward. Yeah. Well that's
0: that's like people saying Jonathan Broxton was better than Marin Rivera that year. He like went crazy or you know it's like yeah, it's one thing to do it for a year or two. It's another thing to to do it year after year. And like Russell Wilson is that guy, you know, Russell Wilson is the belichick level guy for the seahawks and pete carroll's a good coach he's not as good as belichick but he's a good coach some of these guys i'm starting to respect like even ron rivera i think mean, they make dumb decisions but the panthers were like pretty competitive most seasons you know no matter whether it's kyle allen or whoever they're competitive and you know mike tomlin like they were one and four or whatever and they lost their quarter oh, yeah. you know, five and four Impressive. these guys know how to coach so they're not necessarily that fourth down shit that they do you're like what are you doing yeah. But that's just a small part I mean it's important, but there's a lot more to coaching than just that. So I kinda have respect for the those guys who have like routinely contending teams year after year that seem to play hard and even if there's like they lose Newton or they lose Rothesper, it doesn't seem to matter that much.
1: Yeah, the Mike Vrabel, I believe, is never lost with a halftime lead. In in all seriousness, he's terrible, Mike Ta- but maybe yeah, maybe I
0: he's a good coach in the other <laughs> respect.
1: Mike Tomlin, uh, has impressed me most this season of all for sure. Like definitely. Um, what a trade that Mika Fitzpatrick it not, that's this twofold every win then makes their draft pick lower. So crazy. Uh, Monday night, I'm glad you put Mexico city. I forgot it was there at first, uh, chiefs minus three and a half against the chargers. I, I'm on the chiefs here, but I, I think it's whatever, fairly a coin flip. I hate going against the chargers, but I, I will say, I think you've lost your mind because I believe you not only are on the chargers, but you, you made them your best bet. I did. I just, I just see this as like
0: – I think Kansas City's vulnerable. I, they should be better with Mahomes. But against Tennessee, they just couldn't
1: quite get it done. And they botched those field goals, but – Yeah, I'm worried Tennessee, you overreacted because you, you fought for the Chiefs last week. So I'm worried you're just overreacting to them because they, they let you down last I week. I don't
0: know. The Chargers are a team that can hang with the Chiefs. They know them. They, play, they beat them last year. Then they beat them on their run last year when they were the Chargers were doing well. And it just seems – Doesn't Rivers like
1: lead the NFL in passing yards? I believe he does. Does Rivers lead yeah, the out? Yeah, he's got yeah. Like, a ton of yeah. attempts. Yeah, crazy. And um, I remember, okay. like,
0: at one point, like Eckler was basically a receiver. They didn't really have a running back. All they did was throw to Eckler and throw to. Yeah, yeah they just sure. threw every time. But uh, yeah, I just think that the Chargers they don't have Derwin James for another couple of weeks, unfortunately. But I think they're going to show up, and it's going to be a game. And you never know with the Chargers, but I just think the three and a half is good. Like it's going to be a tight game. I think Kansas City might win, but. Chargers have turned a corner they lost to the Raiders but they easily could have won that game that was in Oakland on a short week and Oakland's good and they could have won that game
1: and it was a tough turnaround after beating Green Bay like a- that's that's a fired up Oakland crowd, not ready for that team to leave. That was a good atmosphere there too. look like I, um, I think, uh, rivers, they made just some of the horrible, horrific passes as someone was yeah. on that side. He was brutal. A couple of passes there, but also All right, su- 10 days off too. That's another yeah. bonus for them. Uh, yeah, good call. As I suspected, um, it's going to be not, not as easy as the last couple of weeks coming up with teams, but judging by your reaction, I feel like dolphins and Cardinals maybe, or, or what do you, what were you thinking? I wasn't huge on the Cardinals because the Niners. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Out. I don't like to go against my Niners anyway, so forget I mean, them. I, okay. I, I would take the Cardinals, but nah, I, I don't guess, go. Okay. I so guess the ones that this. jump out of
0: me most are the Chargers. And the Chargers? it's not a lot of a lot of games that I really like. I guess I like I know, Dallas. Dolphin. I guess I like Dallas. I think Dallas may be the free square when it is four and a half and it goes up to six and a half when Stafford's confirmed right. out. Right. So I think Dallas, the Chargers, and I've been losing on Dallas every week, but it is what it is. Maybe Carolina. I kind of like. Yeah, uh, I think. like. I could do Denver if you want. I wouldn't have thought of it, but if it's your best bet, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, if that's and over ten, then, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Kind of like Arizona. The more that you, the more that you talk about it, it's just Kyler Murray's going to. He's he's a problem. And I think I think that. I don't think Arizona can really imitate
1: Seattle that well. They have some pass rushers though, Arizona. But it's just that you got to no, know they got a they had a bunch of injuries who were banged up in a five quarter game. I mean, I, I really I like the healthy Niners, man. I, I'm I'm still really like whatever. I think they're they're gonna that was just a crazy game with some balls back and forth. But they're hurt. They're they're hurt right now. So I, I think that's a lot of points. If
0: Kittle doesn't play,
1: you just do what Seattle did. You just absolutely sell out to crush the run and then let you well, and that you offense. I mean, without Sanders and without Kittle, I mean it's it's kind of. I mean, I like yeah, my Raven guy Debo. That's coming a big line.
0: Arizona is like a league average team. Yeah. So they're probably
1: yeah, getting better. I, yeah. Let's
0: take, let's uh, use it, man. Sorry to say you'll still win. You get, no, win I think seven. so. I, yeah, no,
1: I personally think as far I, I thought that line is far too high. So yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, um, what else? Uh, what you didn't, you didn't mention dolphins. You don't, you, that one came quickly oh, yeah, to you, dolphins but you think it's easy.
0: easy I mean, I, okay. It's, it seems like the bills are the contrarian yeah. play, but I don't even mind the Steelers getting the full three. Yeah. If they do get the, yeah, we'll see the line coming out. Okay. All right. We'll we have you, to check that. Steelers. Tonight. I I could get rid of the Cowboys. I sort of don't really like the feel of that. Steelers, Panthers, Broncos, Niners, and Chargers. Or we could we could get rid of the Panthers and use the Dolphins.
1: Right. Okay. All right. You said Niners. We met Cardinals. So all right. Cool. We'll look at those lines. Yeah. We'll we'll compare those lines. We have six teams written down. So we'll. uh, We'll look at those when they come out this afternoon, and if it's a Thursday game, we'll get in before. Actually, you know, I looked at it. I'm pretty sure I have until uh, until noon Thursday, so we can talk on the XM show. Okay. So either yeah. way, final either on the show. It's a good. Good yeah. plan. Um. All right. Uh, what else? Um, anything political? Do you have any? Do you have any opinions on this? The whole political ads and free speech and Jack Dorsey and all that. I'm sure you have to have some opinion of this.
0: I mean, I I agree with oddly Mark Zuckerberg and that they shouldn't be policing any of this shit because. It's you know Facebook's the public square now. I mean, I deleted Facebook, but you know it's basically just that. It's not oh well, it's a private company. They need to police their now. It's a public square, and it's up to people to decide what's true and what's not. And if you make certain, you know, that you're just going to have factions like saying oh like what they're saying is not true. And, and it's crazy because like I really think like this, you know, the whole election interference thing is really going to backfire and. They're going to find out that the FBI and CIA colluded to prevent Trump, but if you talk to um, Clinton supporters you talk to just generic Democrats that have been reading the New York Times and watching MSNBC, they're going to be like, "You're out of your mind. that's just rem- totally false and so if they're in charge if people like that are in charge of what's true, they're going to delete what I think is true, and there's people who are think that you know what they think it just I just don't think humans are equipped to say with certainty what's true it's going to just end up being like whoever has power is going to suppress dissenting views and so of course you can't suppress that i mean why are they why is the new york times even asking for suppression i know why they are because you know they want to sort they want to control they want to control the, the old legacy media wants to control the message and they can't on social media so they they want to suppress they want social media to suppress the other message and it's frankly just like pathetic.
1: Yeah. All makes sense. Um, anything else in your mind Liz? this week?
0: Uh, not really, probably, but no, nah, I think we covered enough. It'll be a mm. good, uh, a good edit for me on this podcast that I need to get. Yeah.
1: I wasn't, I didn't want to bring up Nick Chubb and argue with you about him. I was not in the <laughs> mood. So because I heard you talking on the XM show and you just had my blood boiling earlier. So we can just, uh, we well, can I'll talk just say more one thing things. I, I you you like, literally like yeah. Yes, we'll
0: continue. probably reignite this, but I just that draws you know our producer at XM. You have to submit like clips, XM clips for the FSGA awards. So he sent. He's like, I just said, just pick them out because I always think we should win, but we we haven't won since like 2010, like the first year or whatever the first year we did it. So I was like, I don't care. You just pick whatever you want, just you know. And I thought, and he sent me the clips that he picked, and I listened to them, and I thought they were good, but one of them. Was it me in the preseason saying the exact same thing I'm saying now, and I didn't know that I'd said that in the preseason. i just I was just sort of saying, well, obviously okay. was coming back, but I was actually saying that before the fact. It turns out, gotcha,
1: gotcha, right? Yeah, but I know, but it's just the odd that, uh, that you, you you're under the impression that that Kareem Hunt hurt Nick Chubb this last week, correct? Well, he, he did a little bit. I mean, you know, he's he because I. I, I, again, I hesitate to bring this up. I even had a conversation with my wife and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really after listening to this this morning, you know, I really am rethinking everything. Cause man, I take all this of your stuff. You say serious, health wise, political, you know, even I was thinking recently, you know, I'm like, after looking into, um, Warren and, and I, you know, how much money spends on war, I was thinking, it's like, you know what, Liz is probably right. Tulsi Gabbard, what matters most is like, Death, you know, war and all that. So really like, you know, Liz is probably right. And that's what matters most of all. Thinking of that. But you know what? I'm reevaluating everything now after your of stance on thing. this, yes, this chubb yes, this is this I'm is a a reevaluating. You know, yeah, this is exactly, exactly what
0: we talked about a few yeah. podcasts ago. Yeah.
1: So I mean the, I mean the guy thing. got I mean Nick Chubb got the sixth highest snap percentage among all running backs this week. I'd be it's seven high, higher than his what? normal. His normal yeah, rate, higher than his normal
0: rate. Yeah, but they were on the field at the same time, so you can't count those snaps. Like, Okay, let's say Chubb and Hunter are on the field at the same time, and the ball is a pass to, to Hunt. Is that, oh, well, he got a high snap percentage, great.
1: It's he ran really more routes, far more routes uh, on 61% of the drop. far more than the last two weeks. He saw the four targets. 113 of his 116 yards came when Kareem Hunt was also on the field as Nick Chubb, so if anything, I think it helped him. He lined up in the slot a lot. Uh, Mike Clay, yeah, you're is, happy is, about this? You think it's a good devel- positive my, development my, for that's Chubb? That's not what we're arguing. The argument is what happened week week ten, and and, and I just give up if the argument then is that he, that, that it was a detriment. I just no, give up if that, that's we're if not
0: that's arguing the what happened week ten. If that is, that's, that will,
1: well, you I, think that's, that's what, what we're I'm arguing saying. is what happened week ten. That's what that's what I've I've heard people say is that is that Kareem Hunt's presence hurt Nick Chubb.
0: No, we're, you're, we're saying Kareem Hunt's presence is a problem for Nick Chubb going forward, whether or not it actually hurt him. He actually, Chubb could have scored two or three touchdowns last week had he uh, been able to get in the end zone, but and that wasn't affected by Hunt, obviously. And had he scored a couple touchdowns, that people would be saying, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it, Chubb is doing just fine. But I don't think that it's just about what happened week 10. It's that... You had this guy who was the clear bell cow, only game in town back. Dontrell Hilliard was the other guy, and then, especially after Duke Johnson got traded. And then now there is a very legitimate, very talented back sharing snaps and carries with him. I mean, they get on the field at the same time, but there's only one ball. And I just don't see how anyone in the right mind could say, oh, that doesn't matter. It's just as good as before Hunt came back.
1: So Mike Clay has a stat called uh, uh, opportunity adjusted fantasy points. It just means ex- quote unquote expected fantasy points. And um, the Week Ten leaderboard, the number one player in all of fantasy was Nick Chubb. The very week he shared the field with Kareem Hunt, okay, so well, I just weird the dunk on me and uh, and claimed that that was the right thing. Is you know when when Chubb has been literally the fourth best fantasy running back in a point per game basis so far this year. When the Browns had the lowest so range far this their year. Outcome. Because Hunt right, and, and there, one week. Or, I'm just saying, it's a weird thing to claim victory. as all I'm saying. I'm not that's claiming just, victory. I'm, I'm not claiming victory. I,
0: we, we don't really know. Hunt can get hurt tomorrow I and mean, could be fine. But what I'm trying to say is that had you had Hunt been okay, so l- let me ask you this. Let's put it this way. Let's say Hunt were there week one. He weren't. Let's say his suspension were overturned. You would not have taken Chubb at four. I mean, obviously Hunt's presence is a negative. I mean, I don't know what,
1: how that's even debatable. How could that would you, be have lowered, would you have lowered Barkley in your rankings if Kareem Hunt was coming back on the Giants in week 10? Hell yes. If, if they signed a guy that cost them a hit PR-wise, who was a talented player,
0: and they took the hit uh, because is, this guy on the team? Yeah, team. yeah, of course I would have. Right. So how
1: low, though? Out of the out of the top 10? And I
0: would have even more. I would have I downgraded him even more if Barkley's weakness was pass catching and because Hunt's a really good pass catcher. Because then all of a sudden that... The whole thing about Chubb moving up the board was like when Duke Johnson was gone, it's like, holy shit, this guy's got it all. You know, it was like this, this guy's got the whole thing to himself. And now he doesn't. It's, it doesn't mean he's not still valuable. I mean, Derrick Henry's really valuable, but Chubb is more like Derrick Henry. It's not a bad thing to be.
1: But, again, he ran more routes than he ever ran the, the one last week, and he saw four targets. But it gets just a weird thing. I mean, why can't, What is it? What does it matter how many uh, routes, uh, how many targets that Cream Hunt got? If Chubb gets four every game, does it matter if Hunt gets zero or hundred? Like it doesn't matter okay, with the red yeah, with the it's, it's So weird. Do you just think
0: if Chubb were to get four targets a game the rest of the season, then I would say, and twenty carries like he got then I would say Kareem Hunt's presence does not matter, okay? Mm. But are you willing to bet that Chubb does not lose targets with Hunt on the team?
1: That no, Kareem Hunt might absolutely hurt Nick Chubb moving forward, and I have no yeah. problem also admitting when I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. You brought up Duke Johnson. I love him. This, and just in this case, I'm just saying the evidence that we have has not hurt him yet so far, and a lot of that's the narrative. Is nobody's arguing it that. That's like a straw man. I'm not saying. I'm not no, saying. No, that's oh, exactly. You just literally said he's dunked on me in the XM. I was said that because you you, you said that. You or Jeff said that. No, I mean that's well, what Jeff, you were Jeff said. You were it's always victory. fun to
0: dunk on Dalton Del Don. But I was just trying to say, look, Kareem Hunt is a factor. I wasn't saying he. I think we're getting a nuanced point here, but I wasn't saying he hurt Kareem, uh, he hurt Nick Chubb this game. I said, clearly, Kareem Hunt isn't just some backup who's a non-factor coming back. He's clearly a major part of the offense, and that is bad news for Chubb. It may not have been bad news in week 10, but I mean, here's the best case scenario. Not how many carries or catches Chubb had. Even if Chubb only had one target last week and 20 carries or 16 carries and one target, and no goal line carries because the Browns weren't good. But Kareem Hunt got zero targets and five snaps. I would say, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Hunt's not important. Maybe that, that wasn't something that should have been considered. But given the size of the role that Hunt had, I don't see how anyone down. who given drafted the Chubb Fourth overall can't say, oh, shit, this is a timeshare. I wouldn't have drafted this guy this early if I knew he'd be in a timeshare for
1: half the season that to me is because he's obvious. labeled because he's labeled running back as well. Okay. Cause he, I, again, I mean, he lined up in the slot or out wide on 14 of his 38 snaps cream hunt. So I'm right. Well, I, again, the
0: best case scenario for you is
1: that it becomes Eckler Gordon and that Chubb is Gordon and Hunt is Eckler. I, I'm also bringing this up is because Hilliard was so involved too. It was, it's been frustrating all year. Like, believe me, like it's a Chubb owner. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a horrendous situation they couldn't score from the three-yard line, eight straight plays. I mean, it's a joke. And I'm, they played Pittsburgh, I think, two of the next three games. So Chubb's going to be extremely frustrating probably down the stretch. So uh, I'm sure that Hunt well, very well may affect what, him moving but let's forward. Look so argue, I guess let's look at Hilliard. Let's look at Hilliard.
0: Hilliard's season high in targets was four.
1: Oh, yeah. It was never like this. No, no, for like, sure. I'm just Kurt saying they're using nine It's like a, they're using him like a, as like a, what I'm saying a, a, like basically a wide receiver. And it affected Chubb through one game of 60 minutes of, of evidence. Zero. In fact, it helped his yards per carry right. in a big, big way. That's, that, that's all I'm saying. I'll concede okay. that if if the if it plays out like it did last week, Chubb will be fine. Well, of course, he'll play it. Concede then because there's a there's no objective argument the other but, way. But, oh, but, yes, I, and but I don't I think, think it's I, necessarily going to. But I think but, okay, you need to concede right. that not knowing what
0: Kareem Hunt's usage was going to be before last week, you should be alarmed that his usage was significant immediately before he probably even knows the whole offense. It was significant.
1: He's going to be okay, around. Me, he, he's this a is factor. a better way of it this is a better way of framing this, but I know you hate this weekly rankings and stuff, but man, okay. Like I'm not moving Nick Chubb one, like a half an inch lower on my rankings. I didn't last week and I'm not this week. So like, I wish I'd ask you and I wish you could compare running backs right now and look at the running back landscape and tell me I'll, like I'll where you, you would Jeff's rank rankings. Jeff ranks him every week. I could look at it. Okay. So like, I mean, it's Pittsburgh. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like obviously I'd rather hunt, not be there, but like his, his ECR and fantasy pros right now is, is a running back seven. And you're trying to claim like, and it's a horrible matchup. Like, <laughs> I, all right. Yeah. Anyway. Jeff has him at
0: eight. I, I, he has Connor at 11. I'd rather have Connor than Chubb this week. Cause Connor's going to catch passes. All right. All right. right yeah. Okay. Who would you rather have Connor or Chubb this week? Uh, Chubb. All right. I mean, I, he's got, Connor's banged up. That's the only issue, but like if Connor plays, obviously it's a no bet. If Connor doesn't play, or if he doesn't play at least three quarters, let's say, but let's bet twenty bucks PPR points Connor versus Chubb this week. Okay, all right,
1: all right, I'll do that.
0: And right. we'll just illustrate: Connor was a perfectly good early second round pick, late first, early second. You know, that's uh-huh. where but chubb have gone that's that's my thesis. I I'm not saying that Chubb's okay. not good. I think uh, Chubb's really good. I think he's a good I think he's
1: a better runner. Okay, than but again though, where you have banked the fourth most valuable points per game running back from now week 11 now, you have that banked in you though. You understand that, right? And this is again a yeah, horrible crown situation. This is cannot believe that Mayfield touchdown down in, in an INT yeah. ratio. It's insane. But I mean, yeah, again you're, out, you're, no. you're banking the stats that Hunt didn't exist. I mean, you're, you're banking the stats where this problem. And we knew exist. that Hunt. there was a 0% chance. Hunt was going to return before week 10. We knew that. That yeah, was short. right. So you're, you, you let's, let's bank the stats. You know, let's see what the stats are weeks nine through 17 in total.
0: And, and then we'll see, you know, we'll see I'm, how, yeah, I'm like we'll see Connor how in the fantasy playoffs. Like yeah. we'll see what yeah. the time is right. like, you know, we'll see okay. if hunt maybe all gets right. some goal line carries once in a while. You know I mean? Right. And we'll <laughs> see if Connor see can
1: return and all, play. All
0: if, if I own Chubb, I am very alarmed that the hunt thing could have been nothing i think most people said well chubb's gonna be so good you know hunt's not gonna have a huge role and it's funny because the clip i was like "Well, you know maybe if the i actually thought the browns would be good i'd be like you know maybe they're gonna ease off uh chubb's workload you know save him for the playoffs who knows but it was a a legitimate open question before last week whether hunt was going to be heavily involved it is no longer that question is i think resolved do you not agree well, I think Hunt will be heavily involved. No, That is resolved. Hunt yeah, will be and heavily I think, involved. And, and you cannot – I mean, I just don't see how you can argue that that's not to his detriment.
1: It, it will be a little bit. I still think there's only maybe like three or four running backs that I feel more comfortable with right now with Kareem Hunt on their roster healthy. Right. I'm saying it's but still but only – that's also but just like, because, you know, I mean – And with it, the Browns it, it having so – It so happened that Le'Veon Bell and the Jets sucked. It so happened that you know some guys – but that was my argument. If you read my card, that's what I said. Uh, but McCaffrey my office, did not have right. any. But all those guys had question marks. I mean, this is not like shocking that Barkley. No, it's not shocking that, did that the Jets I mean, would not is, produce a. Wow, a Kamara camera. got banged up. No way, you're kidding me. Wow, well, I no, mean, this Al- is Alvin like.
0: Kamara, I mean, Chubb easily could have gotten banged up too. You can't like, claim Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's like. I mean, it's just like oh, Alvin Kamara got banged up. Yeah, Al- Chubb stayed healthy. Obviously, well, of course, that's Kamara was
1: gonna thing. get. I'm okay. All right, all right, all right. whatever. Right. I okay. mean,
0: you can't you can't claim victory okay. I'm not saying Chubb was a bad pick. I'm saying people just, that dismissed kind of was this possibility, which was a certainty. Okay. And then people are like, well, look, he's been so good. It's like, yeah, I mean, Camara Barkley bell, they've gotten banged up. they they got hurt. I mean, fine. That's fine. I mean, but there was, there wasn't a greater chance that Camara was going to get hurt than,
1: the than uh, Chubb. It's just The the Browns were 12-1 with the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, uh, again, the other outcome could have been him just putting up a whatever, maybe not McCaffrey-type season, but it would have been a very humongous type— It's guilt, in two, but, yeah. but also yeah, his his guilt, a problem, right? But the um the the bad pick thing is is where we start there. If you don't claim that, then fine. But I heard you specifically say that that how could these people, you know, it was a bad pick because they ignored that this was not a certain, you know going to yeah. certain happen. So that's fine if you don't claim that if I don't if you don't think no, no. that. I'm I'm hey. claiming I'm claiming that it was bad process. It, it turns out it was a <laughs> decent <laughs> result.
0: But all right, okay. I'm, well, I'm, I'm claiming, I'm claiming that you for, that you're or, basically okay. just ignoring something you
1: knew, and then like it happens. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know where to. How Drink. but who's ignoring it i'm not i didn't ignore it we still tra- i didn't ignore it and we're here and i'm still not ignoring it and i'm telling you it's not affecting his rankings much even this week even with the best case cunt coming back healthy and getting a crazy amount of snaps didn't lower him on my rankings once, once. one He's still ranked seven May, but you maybe you're eight. a little pot committed for for in your rankings No, no i just said his ecr not me and and and, oh, okay. and jeff, jeff. hasn't been eight yeah. jeff, i'm get looking me. at jeff he hasn't been eight this week but remember there's Who's on by this week? Aaron Jones. I'd rather have Aaron Jones than Chubb seven. going forward. His expert consensus rating is seven against the, uh, the, an awesome defense. Right. Uh,
0: I'd, right I'd rather have Aaron on. Jones. It's who's on by,
1: who else is on by this week? Uh, who, who else is on by Aaron Jones is a baller. I'm not going to argue with you there. Aaron Jones. Is, um, I don't know. Let's move on. I, um, I mean, what it do doesn't really, I mean, I,
0: I'm just saying like, it was just something that was totally overlooked. And, it ended up being a fine pick because a lot of the guys around there, not just running backs, but also DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been a great pick. Julio Jones, all those guys. So, you you, you know, it's turned out that he stayed healthy. He's He's been obviously not as good as the, he could have been better if the Browns were better. But, you know, that's sort of like, oh, well, he he's the one who didn't get hurt. So it was a good pick. Well, you know. It doesn't mean that, you know, th- that I, this wasn't an important factor to consider. All
1: right. You know, listen, we'll we brought up on. the, we, we talked to the Browns game on Thursday night. You didn't bring it up. So I blame myself. I couldn't help myself here at the very end. I had to bring it up. So it's I blame myself, but um, a couple of random things just before we get out of here. Uh, Well, Deadspin going, you know, shuddering was horrible. It's a great curator of news. They had really good writers and now air yards went quiet this week and that was a disaster too. So, and I really started thinking, man, you're just such like I was so beholden to just the information presented to me. I think Rufus said it well, you know, you either have the amount of information and how you process it and well man just it, it's it was something i thought about with deadspin going down just horrible if you guys don't know what happened with that situation i got a bad rap in the first days but that was a fantastic website the last few years absolutely probably my favorite in the entire old inter- yeah yeah oh, really? absolutely, oh the loss is absolutely horrible they're smart smart very smart people working there and just it's an absolute fucking shame what happened to them they're really, really whatever I- reputation they had from the past don't ignore it. There was the smartest people on the internet right in there, and it was a really? fantastic site. I, and it was, that's the first time a, I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people. Damn shame. Really? A damn I, shame. I, I,
0: yeah. Every time I got sent to a link there, it's going to be another scissor and We're going to fight about this.
1: I was like, this is just some fucking... I just felt that well, like, everything perfect. I'm not going to go completely to bat for them, but I'm, I'm not saying anything. Cr- out of school. There some of the best writing was produced. But that's been there. I can't, uh, even, uh, I
0: can't even think of anything that, memorable that I read from them, but I was, you know, to be honest, I didn't read
1: that much. So maybe I was missing a lot of it, but sure, I can't sure. even think of um, one thing that they wrote. And then, yeah, well, probably famous, like breaking the Monte Teo thing, whatever. But no, they, there was good journalism, but was, this is a curation, but there was, it was smart and it was, uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was a little bit more thoughtful and they would go into the political world too. And that's well, ironically, or maybe not ironically, but what got them all fired, um, not sticking to sports. You realize that's what happened right there. A, a big owner bought it and said, you guys have to stick well, to sports. And yeah, then they just I, started. I, I know
0: playing. the story of these private equity guys brought bought it and basically just started trying to make it in their image and then the staff was like fuck off and they fired them basically right yeah 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 i mean i don't know why private equity i mean they just you know i don't respect buying something to just monetize the you know the user base ruthlessly and just dump it i think that's a bad it's a very bad trend
1: and it's gone on for a while but uh yeah super year they had a lot of traffic it's doing well i mean for as far as websites and you know, it was tough to, to do well and it was our, it had it there and it had I'm just name. trying
0: to understand what what their niche was like i don't even know i know they were like super snarky and but a lot of the people that i mean i, I follow some different people on twitter they were like good riddance to them
1: so I don't. Those I, I don't, I, don't know they're, they're thinking of the old the old regime if they're thinking the, if they're thinking of that because they had this a bad reputation from from way a long time ago for other stuff. But uh, those are all super what super. What were they writing
0: stuff. that was so informative and interesting? I don't know. I just I just don't because I, I read one or two things. It was just in that vein of the stuff you're
1: supposed to say, like in, you know, with the rules of today's society, no, it would, say, it it would, like it would typically mean, say what's not to say, but you're, I don't know you're talking about a website that produced, you know, whatever, 30 plus things every, every yeah, day. I probably read so five, across, probably read yeah, five I mean, things in five years. So I'm, I'm not the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to also remember, I'm not a very smart person, a very low brow, So I'm sure you also factor that in as well. No, I mean, I'm, you, I'm, I'm just curious. Ready. I mean,
0: if you know, if you recommend yeah. a TV show, I check it out. If you recommend an article from them, I'm, I'm happy to read it. I just, Sure. I'm just surprised. I'm just oh. very surprised. I, not, you're the only person. I've heard people just because there's people in general, and I understand why, they feel bad that, like, these long-time publications are gone out of business. It's, you know, it it's, changes hard. It's, it's sad. A lot of it's driven by um, people who don't have the, really the best interests of the uh, reader or the public in mind either. And so I understand that. But I, I never, I haven't really heard anyone, like,
1: defend their journalism. My life is much, much worse without Deadspin. Yeah. It's very, very, it's very sad it's about, go, and, and to see go. Anyone, anyone, what... anyone agrees with me, I should, you should t- tweet list. By the way, how funny was it? I can't believe I didn't even bring this up. Our Nick Chubb conversation uh, independently, actually, two other people t- texted me saying that uh, you know I was totally right about the, the Nick Chubb argument we had, and then uh, there was actual one person took my side. I don't know on uh, Twitter, and then someone else took your side, and it resulted in someone getting called uh, a troll and getting yes, blocked. yes, so that, and I got blocked. I can't believe we that didn't was even. I
0: awesome.
1: would <laughs> no, uh, not it even truly, that part It's up? truly a scissor statement. This is
0: a scissor statement. So, this so really, no, those people can't talk anymore. They're like, uh, they were like, fuck off. They couldn't deal.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is a anyway, statement. Yeah, pretty funny. All right. So about more of my opinions. Uh, yeah, that's enough. I, I just want I, you to uh, send
0: me a link, send me a link to something from deadspin that you like. We I'm can not, talk more again, about, about it. I'm not shitting on I just, oh. I'm just generally yeah, sure. curious because the couple things that I read were like that, like ass kissing woke stuff that like sure. dudes do now because they want to get sympathy from a certain faction that's what it seemed like to me, but I could be totally oh, wrong. I could see some, like,
1: woke, there could be some, there could be some woke, uh, wokeness uh, just, just coming fake, from that. You know, I mean, I,
0: I'm, I'm like the signaling is what kind of makes me ill. And I thought it was like virtue signal central basically. And yes, there
1: is some some wokeness with that for sure. And let me be clear again here. This isn't like I don't even mean like the the deep form journalism again. The curation part too and and, and how they hit on the topics. But yeah, uh, there is maybe some some of the wokeness part that mm, I could see that. I could see that. I could see the argument. But, but I there was Send there me was, a piece. Send me a piece you think <laughs> is good for them. Anything. I don't care. Even if it's <laughs> okay. just like right. frivolous. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Cuz I, I am curious. I, I I I shouldn't be weighing in on this debate. I've honestly read like five pieces from them in five years.
1: Yeah. My other point I was making is the air yards guy that his stats thing went completely uh, some NFL I guess didn't want it there's a whole other story there where the NFL didn't want that's a weird thing too and some other people are trying to bring it back up but uh, just thought of that that just you know just like that a couple things that I would check daily in my life very frequently well, and then I'll just suddenly things, suddenly gone. Another thing's gone, just so you know. The Rotowire blog. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I was going to ask you that off-air list because I didn't – yep, that's on my note. Yes, Rotowire blog, I cannot find on there the last couple of days too. So is that gone too? It's all archived, like all the stuff, and I've got to figure out where it is. Did I finish stuff. number two still ahead of Jeff, uh, the most uh, all-time uh, writer behind you? Jeff I, might have passed you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I – you know, it's just
0: yesterday they shut it down. But oh, it wasn't any like big thing. I mean it, Pete was just like – I was mostly doing all the using of it. Nobody else was blog on it. And our guys built a way better admin area, like for all the article posting system is so much more convenient. Like it used to be the blog was kind of easier, so I would just throw stuff uh, on there. So the, the like ease and utility weren't really that fun. It wasn't getting a lot of traffic. It was kind of buried. I was the only one doing it. We built a a system that makes it just about as easy as a blog to post anyway. And I think like WordPress is just not ideal for like what we're doing with the site. So it was like a WordPress platform. So they axed it and, uh, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the end of the, an era. Like we had that rotosynthesis for a long time. Rotosynthesis, of course. Yes. You know, yeah. but it's not like it wasn't because like, we're not
1: creating that content anymore. We're just relocating it to like all in the main site. That's all that really happened. All right. That makes sense. I actually was going to, going to bring that up. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. Only quick other things I have is uh, what Netflix catch up. Big Mouth, BoJack Horseman, Rick and Morty—all cartoons are back. But it's just—it's good, but more of the same, you know, as you've been complaining about. It's just you know, yeah, kind of Bojack, more of the same. But I, I saw some ahead. of them. It's just—it's just like
0: it was really funny when he was like doing all the drugs with the the Lindsay Lohan stand-in girl that was whatever. Right. Um, but it's like now it's like a character
1: study of them it's just like i don't yeah, i don't care I just, that much it's like i just don't i'm not that interested in it yeah no to- totally hear you that's what i was just saying i checked him out but i was yes i was not going to tell you you must go go watch them but i will say this is heavy stuff though but um i did watch a documentary called tell me who i am it's on netflix uh it's reading an article in variety uh, saying, arguing that best picture should open it up for documentary because of this uh i'll just give a brief synopsis it's pretty pretty crazy but it's called yeah, tell you me give it all I away know.
0: you can't spoil oh, no. it
1: like that you should just say
0: no, go stop. see this documentary now i don't right. need to see it because i know what happens now
1: no 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 you don't know anything no don't it's, be
0: it's, spoiling it's, it like that all right okay i don't think i spoil, spoil it for it. me i'll should i delete this what do you think do you think it's ethical for me to delete this i'll delete- Wait, whatever I'll you i'll delete the
1: description should you should uh bleep it out all right well yeah whatever you think but uh sorry that's all i got for you this list sorry about the uh, too much info i'll uh yeah that's didn't mean to spoil it but um sorry right. that's I, all i got, got List anyway yeah um, right yeah i know why would you trust yeah exactly no no
0: i watch the shit you say i even make heather watch it and then heather be like i don't i don't agree with all until dawn or she sometimes yes. says the a good so call. yeah so bad succession. succession. she gives you credit for succession all right
1: Nice. All right. So what, what about you? Let's get anything, anything else going on with you? This is, we've got a long pod this
0: week. This is fucking long as hell. You know, some people do like two hour podcasts. I can't believe it how they do that. Um,
1: Oh, Rogan really. does like three hours. By the way, we never talked about Snowden on rog- Rogan. You ever, you ever listen to that?
0: Oh, uh, a guy suggested it. I l- listened to like just a very small part of it. I really like, I think Snowden's a hero. I think Julian Assange is a hero. I think like a hundred years from now, I hope they don't kill Assange They to torture him to death, but I think like 100 years from now, those guys are going to be like James Madison and, you know, John Adams and these guys that helped build the Constitution and the as like people who like said enough, enough is enough to tyranny. And uh, I think they'll be remembered very well. But uh, I didn't
1: really listen to the Joe Rogan thing. Did you listen to it? yeah I did I, he was he was interesting there was nothing nothing crazy takeaway basically other than to read his book <laughs> he kept directing you to read his book for the for the whole story yeah, but I, mean, um,
0: I don't you know I don't want to I'm not as interested in him the person I'm just more like what he did right. you know sort of like yeah. that took re- such ridiculous amounts of courage like to, to totally uh, yeah steal no, that shit sure. and go to Hong Kong and like just you now he's living in Russia. Like it's crazy, you know, it's so
1: no. And he came across as someone that doesn't care about his consequences, you know, it's just doing what, what he feels is right for sure. But, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's not make it a Rogan four hour length pod here and let's, uh, let's get to winning and, uh, sorry I destroyed you so bad for the second week in a row in our Nick Chubb argument. Uh,
0: I'm glad you feel that way. And, uh, I just, I just hope that we don't have any more, uh, casualties, argument casualties yeah. on Twitter because of this. <clears throat> For sure. (laughs) Good stuff, man. Later list. All right, man. Take it easy, Dalton.